Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. We had a great time of, uh, of golfing earlier. And, uh, and what, great time is always, it's always subjective when you're golfing. It's great, not because you hit, you hit great shots, but the fellowship was great. And so that was, uh, that was what we got to do. Um, I don't know, I don't know who ended up winning or how do we, how do we end up there, but there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably not, probably not us. We're, we're looking at the book of First Peter today. I, I've just got a couple of, of quick points, and we're actually going to focus in on First Peter and just the first chapter of it. I, I, I was reading it this week. I think it it's always going to be a book that speaks to us because the Bible always speaks to us. But I would say for, for this, perhaps, maybe, maybe we'd say this next week or next month as well, but I think for this season uh, in our lives, I do think it's especially relevant. Uh, so First Peter, it's written to this group of people that were dispersed and a, a lot of a lot of uh you know theologians are a little bit mixed a lot of people say oh well it was written to gentiles because it's pointing to it, it's some of the imagery and some of the some of the words that it uses would say okay it's it's written to, to gentiles you live this old life now you don't some say it was written to jews however you figure there, there's going to be stuff that we're going to be able to to pull out of it uh today um the i guess the, the main takeaway for the, the whole book of First Peter, I think is to embrace the separation between the life of a Christian and the former life uh, that, that, that Christians once lived. Um, and also to, to not shrink back. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't conform. But then don't condemn necessarily either. And grow in your comfortability to be very different from those around you. Uh, specifically in, in First Peter 1, I, I want us to pull the, the, just this truth is that we ought to be, we ought to remember where we stand before Jesus and, and then remember our responsibility to our brothers and sisters in Christ and then the world around us as well. Uh, I, this topic, it's, it's always going to be relevant because we're, we're in a, in a world that's increasingly divided and broken. You can turn on the news today, but you could have turned on the news 10 and 20 and 30 years ago. And what you would see is a broken world. And, and so there's no way though, I I want us to, to realize there's no way for you and I to feel at place for someone to who is living as a Christian. There's no way for us to feel at home and at peace in this world. We're, We're always going to feel out of place. And so be willing to embrace that and actually lean in to uh, to that that feeling of uncomfortability uh there, there's joys there's happiness nobody's arguing that but but they inevitably fade don't they yeah. i believe that that my my job this morning is is to encourage and and we're going to look at some encouraging scriptures but but i believe it's it's also this call back maybe you've been wandering a little bit getting out of the the pandemic or maybe it's just been summer and the weather's nice and it's a little bit easier to not show up to stuff, to not call this person and, and you've been on vacation. And so 
So then th- this is a call back then to discipleship and this feeling of uncomfortability that, uh, that, that has to grow to become natural for us. Amen. Uh, the title of the lesson today is same, same, but different. We're, we're in first Peter one. I've got two points. Uh, the, the first is to consider salvation and then respond with gratitude. Uh, it's so interesting. It's really, it's really cool that, that Patrick talked about the, the life of Peter. We're touching on some of that stuff right now, uh, th- this morning. It says in, in verse three, first Peter one, three, it says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Peter was one of Jesus's closest friends. He walked with Jesus. He rebuked Jesus and he was rebuked by Jesus. Only one of those two was correct. He, he walked on water. He saw Jesus transfigured. He denied him three times and then was reconciled and then preached one of the most powerful sermons that we have recorded in history. And so this letter that's written by one of Jesus' closest friends, he starts by talking about salvation, but the first thing out of his mouth is just praise be to God. I, I have no other option when I consider salvation to just be extremely grateful for Jesus. That's his, that's his response. Praise or blessed you might have in your, in your translation. This word was only used in reference to God. So sometimes, you know, something good can happen. Oh, you, you, you compliment your child and you, we might say, oh, you were praising your child and we don't view it like this, this way. But this is a word that's only used from us to God, putting him in his rightful place. You are above us. You are better than us. You are just good. This is what's coming out of Peter's mouth as he's considering the salvation that Jesus has provided him or wow. given him the opportunity of. Wow, he's trying to help this scattered group of people to stand strong against the pressures from the outside world. And so the, their salvation is the first thing that he brings up. And then, and then he keeps talking, uh, it says, then he keeps talking and he talks about in there, in his abundant mercy, he has given us this new birth. And in this one verse, he's ordering the relationship between us and God that certainly be extremely grateful for your salvation when you see that we, we don't deserve it. Right. If you're, if you're a Christian in this world, then one of the keys to avoid the traps of this world is to be grateful for your salvation. Yeah. And you think about what, what gratitude looks like you know i i grew up and I, me and bianca we got married in 2014 and we were uh making an a, a campus intern salary and so which isn't very much and a lot of our student loans we we started the, we got married right in 2014 so we started to actually pay our student loans with our uh with, with what we got from our, our wedding money basically and so we're just we just knew we're kind of biding our time this can't this can't be like this forever uh we had cars that without fail always broke down there was one we were driving it. It was a Jeep, uh, not a Wrangler. What, what's the cheap Jeep? The Liberty of Liberty. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Mar- Marley raised his hand. Alex handed up. Yeah, we, we don't have great experience.
And we got a 2011 Honda Civic, 53,000 miles on it. I felt like this is the car. I, I barely fit in it, but this is the car that's going to, this is the car that's going to lead me on. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be able to bide our time. We're just paying a small little payment on it. This is, this is the way we're supposed to live. Surely the, you know, what, what happened? The catalytic converter went out. We spent thousands of dollars on that car. I did the math on, on that car. Actually, we spent more on repairs than we did on the car note. You know what I'm saying? And, and so this is, and, 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 but what I would say is prior to these car issues, I was not grateful for a functioning working car. Now I'm not taking a functioning working car for granted. We've got two cars that work today and that is extremely exciting for me. Yeah, we, <laughs> amen for Toyotas. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's free, free marketing right there. But you, know, you think about for, for your salvation though, do not, do not take it for granted. How easy would it be for me to say, well, I've, we've got couple of cars, they work well and quickly forget about how much stress and energy those, those other, those other cars took up in our lives. So consider for yourself though, if you are somebody who's in Christ, consider the amount of energy and stress that your, that your old life had. Certainly it'd be easier for me to say, well, I spent less money on my, my car note back when I was paying for that car and oh, it was a little bit better. And that's the same way how it sounds when we try to paint our old life as being better than the one we are currently living in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we've got less money, probably, but, but God is glorified through all of this. Be grateful for your salvation if you are someone who is in Christ. The, the worries of your life, they're going to be indistinguishable from the worries of the world if you are not grateful for your salvation. And there, there's reason to be grateful because think about what, whatever's going on in your life. I can't speak to every single situation that's going on, even in this, in this small little pavilion. But it can be the worst of the worst. And you know what? After you spend 100 years in heaven, you know what you're not going to remember? Amen. What's going on right now, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like you, you think about you, you There's going to be a time. We're not even going to know our names in heaven. This is my, this is my image. I, I'm not going to know my name. I... I'm going to, hopefully I get to play basketball, but I'm looking forward to that time. You know what I'm saying? That it, any, any issue, any slight that somebody passes to you, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Whatever, whatever lack of money you have now, whatever lack of security you're living in right now, it's, it's just not going to matter. Yeah. So that's, that's my, my first point. I got another quick little one here is consider Jesus and strive for holiness. And, and Peter continues on. We're not going to read this little in-between part, but we'll start back in verse 13. It says, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. So st starting out, it says with, with minds that are alert and fully sober, this translates literally to, to gird up your loins of your mind. Uh, that doesn't mean anything to me at all, but I, I, I looked it up and girding up your loins, it might be saying like, roll up this, roll up the sleeves of your mind, or it might be saying, you don't know, lace up the shoes of your mind, get ready to go. 
there's an awareness and understanding. There's this readiness that, that there's going to be some action that occurs. Here, let me catch myself here. And then it says, don't be conformed to the evil desires when, when you lived in this ignorance, but then be holy in all you do. What an impossible calling from, from, from Peter here. We understand holiness in a, in a Christian sense. We're just going to touch on it. And so there's, there's, more, there's more there that I'm just not smart enough to cover. I don't have enough energy and time to do it right now. But, okay. but we, can, we can view it in the sense of moral purity. And I think that's, I think that's totally accurate. I want to talk about it in uh, a sense of just this separation or apartness from, the current, from your current setting. Uh, view holiness as to be set apart or to be, to be separated from what's currently going on. Uh, th- there's, there's a distance between something that's holy and something that's... We understand that's the reason why Jesus had to come onto this earth to give us the opportunity for holiness, to be fully connected with God. Yes. And so you should ask yourself then, if we're, if we're going to be holy and Jesus was perfectly holy, then we should, we should act like him. But, but I want to ask and, and contemplate for a second, how was Jesus separate from the world? Certainly he ate with those people, those people. He interacted with those people. He healed them. those separation can't look like I'm stiff, stiff arming the world. I'm not going to engage. And actually anybody who engages, I'm going to look down on that person. That's not the life that Jesus lived. That's not the life that he calls us to in an effort to be separate. And it, I would say one of the biggest areas, and again, we're just touching on this stuff, but one of the biggest areas that Jesus was, was separate from, from the world was that he was always about his father's business. John, John 12 and 49, it, it says, For I did not speak on my own, but, but the father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the father has told me to say. And so your, your responsibility, then if you are going to be separate, again, it's not to stiff arm people, but it's to be consistently and constantly about redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. The Bible is saying we have to strive to be set apart. And then it's also saying that we have to live the rest of our lives here as foreigners in reverent fear. This, this to, to be about the Father's business is to be consistently uncomfortable. Yep. You think about being a foreigner, it, it's actually been an encouraging time. The, the cool thing on Western's campus is over the summer, it seems like there's just international students or foreign foreign students. And so that's been... Some of the most fun, I, I take, my, my dad was a foreign student. That's why I, I, I love it or one of the reasons. But it's fun to interact and just to talk to people. What's the biggest difference? The biggest difference is in the winter, it's usually the weather. And in, in every season, it's the food, right? That, that it's, just, it's just not the same. There's a different language. There's different customs. This is what being a foreigner is. My sister, when we, I, I have some family in Melbourne, Australia, same language. They talk a little bit different, you know what I'm saying? But same language. My sister convinced my, my cousin, who's a lawyer now, but she convinced her that actually in America, she said, you know what? It's crazy. You guys stop it, Red. In America, red means go and green means stop. And you know what, and you know what my cousin did? She believed her. Because everything's different. Every, there's, maybe that's a bad example, but I, I, 
it's a different side of the world. The toilet flushes a different way. You guys know how it works. To, to be a foreigner is is to, to feel comfortable being uncomfortable, though, isn't it? It's just not home. So the, the, the call for anybody who's a Christian then is in this world to be foreigners, that it's just, you can make it home. It feels, it's close to it, but it's just not home. And I think that's okay. You know, it was uh, the, this this guy, um, Maximus of Turin, is, he was, you know, years and years ago, but he has this quote that I think is really, is really interesting. It says, if the price of our life is the blood of the Lord, see to it that it is not an ephemeral or a temporary earthly field which has been purchased, but rather the eternal salvation of the whole world. He's saying if, if, if really, if Jesus did die, if that's what's been paid for, for us, then let it be our responsibility and our mission to offer salvation eternally to the whole world. And so if you, if you go to the grocery store this week, which I'm sure you will, if you interact with your neighbors this week, which 4th of July, I'm sure you will, there should be a little bit of uneasiness inside of you that I, I just, I've got to share my faith. I I need to feel the weight of, of this. If you're, if you're wrongly accused at work or your motives are assumed and they're assumed incorrectly, or you, you do something and you're like, ah, this was, this just isn't how, what I intended. I think a lot of times the uncomfortable thing is to apologize or to just trust that God is going to be the one that judges. He's going to work all of that out. That's living uncomfortably, but living as a Christian. And so I want to ask, how uncomfortable were you this week? You know, Jesus, uh, he is it's so powerful because he sets the example every step of the way for how we ought to live. And it's not by creating this holy huddle of feel-good time. This is awesome. I love it. I really do. But what would be even more awesome is if, if this were three times the size and we couldn't meet here. You know what I'm saying? It says here in 1 Peter 2, we'll, we'll, we'll close up. It says in verse 11, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. And we know he will visit us, right? You know, for, for you and I, we have to make a decision every day to be grateful for our salvation. And we have to fight the urge and the desire to fit in and just lean into the uncomfortability that is being a, a Christian in this world. Yeah. Amen? Amen. I want to I want to make one comment. If you are are coming out here and you're new and you've only been out a couple of times, this is a little bit in some ways of a family talk without knowing everybody's story. This is a little bit of a family talk. And so I, I want to just anybody who's interested in learning more about this, we, we just believe that living for God is something not just right now and not just on Sunday, but it's a continual process every day of the week. Yeah. And we always fall but we're committed to always getting back up. Amen? Wow. Amen. If you're somebody who's struggled this week and had a tough week and it, it just, it hasn't been that good. And maybe you've even thought, man, I should just tune this out right now. It's not what I need to hear. I would urge you to, to lean into it. Finish up reading the, the book of first Peter. I do believe there's a great encouragement for you 
if you remember these things. Amen? Amen. Awesome. You guys are almost dismissed. I'm going to say a prayer, and then I got a little bit of food announcements. Let's, uh, let, let's pray. Um, dear God, Lord, God, we, we want to we be holy as you are holy. We realize that call is, is so high. We realize it is, uh, it's uncomfortable. It's unfathomable how we could even achieve that, Lord. We just ask that you, uh, you see our energy, see our effort, see our shortcomings and cover over it, Lord. We love you so much. Pray for this food. I pray that it will uh, nourish our bodies. I pray that we'll have a great time of fellowship, uh, afterwards, Lord. We can really be, just enjoy being a family of believers. Lord, we love you. This is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Um, so the food is already back there. We've got some pulled chicken and we've also got hot dogs for the kids. There's, uh, some banana pudding. There's some Texas sheet cake. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's some water. There's juice boxes for the children. There's, uh, watermelon. Feel free to play kickball over there. Uh, if you kick the ball out, you gotta get it though. Uh, also feel free to play volleyball. Let's have a great time of fellowship. Uh, do you have something? Oh yeah, great. Do your thing. I just wanted to also say thank you, Kalamazoo, for hosting us. We have two birthdays and one of them is today. Oh, okay. And it is Elliot Arnold right back there if you want to guys a happy birthday. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to Kalamazoo dot church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Come on! Too busy saving souls.